You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. So we're in the middle, well, we're at the end, this actually, of Vision Month, and uh, you should see what's coming next week. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Uh, it's July, like on tomorrow. Tomorrow is July. It's definitely winter, you know, but I'm going to work myself into a sweat today and take this jacket off in just a few minutes, don't you worry. It's good. So uh, week one of Vision, it's, it's so important that we talk about where we are going as a church. Don't ever think that if we talk about our vision, that it's your time to check out. Because this vision's about you and it's about us. Okay? Because it's about what you're doing and what we're doing to build the church in what direction, this direction. That's where we're going. So it's so valuable uh, that... Because we we get unlocked in the process of vision. Right? Beck and I, our whole calling... And so much in our world has been unlocked through the process of vision, right? By Pastor Key declaring a vision and we're like, yep, we can do that. We're going we're gonna to play a part in that. And then the, the journey of playing a part in the vision is, is our unlocking. Last week we talked about, not last week, the week before, we talked about the, the, the path is the preparation, right? The path is the preparation. The path that you, when you say yes, you're on a path. When you say yes to God, yes to the Holy Spirit, yes to His leading, you're on a path. And the path is the preparation. Last week, Pastor Keith talked about the empowering nature of money to, to release the vision, to make the vision happen. 95% is awesome, but I'd love to have 195%. Like, what could we do? What could we do? Don't, if you didn't get a chance to pledge, don't be like, oh, I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> Scott free, baby. Uh, um, and I, I confess, right? I confess that, that, that a few weeks ago when they said, we're going to make last year's pledge. Like we made 106% of last year's pledge, which is awesome. How good is that, right? And they told me early, they told me, hey, we've already met the pledge and I've like got two more payments to come out of my account. And I'm like, I, I might cancel them. And then I got convicted by Pastor Nate and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're going to miss out on that blessing, are you? And I'm like, I I, I was kidding. (laughs) I was kidding, but I could really use that money right now. Anyway, anyway, but don't feel like, oh, yes, I'm I'm out of this. Northwest, we've got to keep growing up. Okay? We've got to keep growing up as a church. And our financial maturity is very important for where we're going as a campus. So we got to, don't be like, oh, that's Central Campus thing. No, no, no. This is a victory thing. And we're a part of that. And so get on board and let's do it. All right? Good. Awesome. Awesome. So that's great. Uh, we, we bought a puppy a while ago. He's no longer a puppy. He, I know. Well, I still call him Pup, you know. And he's three and a half, but we bought him a few years ago. And, uh, but we bought him as a puppy. Right, I'm just clarifying, right? But, but in order to contain a puppy, you have to have the right kind of fencing 
And, you know, we had all this great fencing happening and then we got a fence, you know, a little bit extra installed on both sides of the house so we could buy a puppy. And then, you know, I spent a whole Saturday, you know, digging out underneath the back fence because there's a few gaps there and puppies like to find anything they can get through. So, you know, I'm, I'm buying sleepers, like, you know, railway sleepers from Bunnings and I'm digging them into under the fence, you know, and I'm, I'm securing the yard. Right, and we got this fence put in the sides, a gate in there, and you know, because fencing, you know, like when you when you when you put a fence up, when you create a wall, when you create a boundary, you're trying to protect what's inside, right? You know, I'm trying to monitor what's going in and out of my yard, right? Because you know, if the postman, if 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 the wall was created over here and the postman had to go in, that's that's not going to be good for the postman and the and the dog, right? Right, but you know we use walls to protect what's inside. Talking about healthy walls right now, all right. Talking about healthy walls today and healthy gates, all right. And we install gates so that we get to determine what comes in and what comes out of our lives. And this is exactly what we do with our lives as well as our dogs <laughs> and our homes and and our cities and safe places. And this is what we do with our hearts. And uh, Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, and you, you've probably heard it a few times, it says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Right? So we've got to have healthy walls and healthy gates in our lives. Guard your heart. Guard what has been given to you. Guard what has been entrusted to you, your salvation, your joy, your peace, your strength, your dreams. Guard it. And the Bible says that you've already received everything you need for life and godliness. You've already got it. You say yes to Jesus. Oh, there it is. Am I walking in it in the fullness? Not yet. I'm learning how to unlock it. I'm learning how to use it. I'm learning how to walk in it. But you've got it and you need to guard it. So here's the current struggle in our day and age is that whenever we say this or pretty much whenever we say anything, we always think about how I'm going to apply it. I go... Oh, Philippians 2, what is it, verse 13 or something? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. So work out my salvation. Right, right. How do I work out? That's in the context of a body, of a church. Paul's talking to the church at Philippi. He ain't talking to a bunch of individuals. He's not writing a specific letter to one person. He's like, you all need to work out your salvation together right? With fear and trembling. I'm not even preaching on that. That was just for free, right? Right? But, but like, in order to, we got to guard our hearts, right? But to guard what I've received so that I'm in a place of health, I'm in a place of life, I'm in a place of peace, and I'm in a place of joy. I need to create healthy boundaries, and I need to create healthy gates, but I don't do that by myself. I do that in, in community. I do that with others, all right? So if you're writing notes, write this down. How are your walls and gates? How are your walls and gates? What the heck are you talking about? I'll get there. 
right? I want to flash back firstly to uh, Nehemiah. Anyone remember we like went through Nehemiah, you know, in like it was March, we did our build series, we talked about Nehemiah, it was such a great series. You can listen to all of our messages on podcasts and both campuses. If you, if you want to, you can go back and listen to all these ones. But Nehemiah uh, gets a report in, in, in the first chapter from his brother that Jerusalem has been basically destroyed. The walls have been destroyed. The people were carried off into exile many, many years before this. And now only a remnant remain in the city of Jerusalem. And it's, it's just, it's bad. And, and, he, and he, says, he says this uh, in chapter 1, verse 3, Nehemiah. It says, They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The walls of Jerusalem, the wall of Jerusalem is broken down. Its gates have been burned with fire. So here's the point. When your walls and your gates are broken, it is only a matter of time before your life is in great trouble or great distress. All right? Like our hearts are, they're meant to be a little bit like the city of Jerusalem in its heyday. You know, where there's joy in the city, you know, and the families are thriving and, and, and kids are playing and business is booming and the church is full and God is moving. And there's this, there's this, there's this life that is happening on the inside of this city and everything seems to be flowing and moving and it's awesome. And that's what your heart is meant to look like. Right? Your heart is meant to be this, this thriving inner place, this inner world where you know who God is and you know who you are. And there's this, there's this deep inner joy and peace that nothing can touch, that nothing can, can assault, that nothing can, can remove. This is like our hearts. We've been given so much already, right, from God. And when we've got healthy walls and healthy gates, this, this inner world is able to thrive. And it's able to build to a, a point of overflow, right? I want, I'd like to live my life out of a place of overflow. Not out of a place of, you know, I've got 10% and I'm going to give you 5% of that. Because that's all I got. I got to keep 5% in reserve just in case there's another rainy day. No, no, no. I want to be operating at 120% so I can give you 20%. You're like, that's mathematically incorrect. I'm sorry. But that's kind of what overflow means. Overflow means that I'm not just operating in my own strength. I'm operating in a strength and with a resource from heaven that, is, and that enables me to give more than I have because I'm overflowing, right? So like the problem is that when our walls and our gates in our, in our lives are non-existent or they're broken or they're crushed or they're burned, the problem is that we become, we, we kind of leak a lot. We've got a couple of leaks in my house, in my roof right now. It's so annoying. Just to get a flippin' tradie to come and quote, it's like, it's like hen's teeth. Like these guys, yeah, I'll turn up on Friday. Two weeks later, I'm like, which Friday? 
Like, which, which one were you going to turn up? Were you going to let me know how many weeks I'm waiting before the Friday that you're going to come and do a quote on my roof? I mean, in the meantime, my whole door, like, there we go. Now we can open the door because it's, it's coming into the house. Great. This is what our lives are like when we don't have decent walls. We don't have good walls. We don't have healthy boundaries. I'm not able to protect what's going on inside. And my gates are broken down. And so things are coming in to my city, to my heart, and they're ripping out my peace and they're stealing my joy. And there's, this, there's these things that are going on that I've, I'm like, whoa, hang on a minute. And I'm always, do you ever feel like you're always playing catch up? See, now it's happened, right? There it is. You ever feel like you're always playing catch up? Like, just don't get ahead. I just, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, oh, I feel, you ever feel like you're tired always? Like, I've, if, 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 that, if that person at work does another thing, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Hell's going to be unleashed and I'm probably going to lose my job. You know, like anyone, anyone ever like that? You're, you're like on a knife's edge. Anyone like on a knife's edge right now, right? No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Wind it back. Wind it back. Wind it back. Overflow, 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 overflow. Go back to the Holy Spirit, Right? But what he's probably going to tell you is to rebuild your walls and rebuild your gates. What do I mean by this? All right, let's get down to what I actually mean. Your walls are your boundaries, right? The boundaries that protect your life. We get so, some of you are going to be really super helped by this today. Because we get so convicted that we overcommit to the point where we are burning out. In church, at work, family, everything else. We overcommit so I'm not operating from a position of life and peace and joy and strength because I'm, I'm so busy giving out all the time. Mothers of young children, this is you right now. This season will pass, okay? Husbands of mothers with young children. <laughs> you need to serve and love your wife. You need to do more housework than you are comfortable doing, right? You need to put the flipping effort in so you can free your wife to be herself because then you're going to benefit <laughs> in lots of ways. Listen to what I'm saying, right? See, if, if your walls, if your boundaries are non-existent, you can have some of the greatest God moments of your life. You can have some of the greatest internal dialogue happening and, and, and be based on truth. And you can know who you are in Christ. But if your walls, and your, if your walls are broken, then you're going to keep leaking out everywhere. All the, all the internal thriving in the world cannot, cannot be sustained if your walls are demolished. Because everything's going to come in and you're going to leak out everywhere. You're going to have peace leaking out over here. You're going to have joy leaking out over here. And you're going, to be, you're going to be getting to Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And you're going to be like, I need you again. What's going on? Now, the point is you want to be leaking out the Holy Spirit and getting refilled all the time. But this peace and joy, that's yours. 
right? People without boundaries become unhealthy, undisciplined, and unfruitful. And you don't want to be any of those three things. We've got four walls that we have in our lives that bring protection. Spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental. Each of these walls have gates that we allow into our lives. And we need boundaries in every one of these areas in order to thrive. I need a healthy boundary in my physical world, right? See, the, 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 the problem is, is that what we do is we go, oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to get real good at that one. You know, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be so strong, you know, uh, uh, and then we, we, we forget about the other, the other walls and then we wonder why we keep losing our peace and our joy all the time. We wonder why our heart is always like torn or... It's because you can't just have one wall to keep a dog in. Right? My dog, I, I, I'm always challenged as to his level of intelligence. <laughs> but but if he's trying to get somewhere, he knows that if I close this door and that door's open, he's coming through anyway. Because I'll be like, get out, get out. And I close the door and I look, why are you still here? <laughs> I don't know how many times that happens. It's like, you know, oh, the other hall door is open. Yes, great. Get out. Close the door. Why are you here? Who left the door open? Jed. You know. <laughs> like, if you don't have decent doors, temptation's going to rip you apart. You don't have decent walls, sorry. You're going to have a lack of wisdom, maybe. It's going to just shred you. Lack of self-control, lack of appropriate boundaries with the opposite sex, lack of appropriate boundaries with your in-laws, sorry. <laughs> lack of appropriate boundaries with humans in your life, right? You lack, you lack emotional, spiritual, physical, mental walls, and you're going to, like if you just keep going to the gym and that's, that's your wall building, you're like, I'm going to get shredded. I'm going to like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm only going to eat like this, paleo diet and go, great, awesome, awesome. What about your spiritual boundaries? What about your spiritual habits? You know, you build a really great spiritual wall and you're like, yeah, I'm really strong in God. This is awesome. But you lack emotional boundaries and you're always just, you know, you're always giving out and giving out and giving out and it never stops and you're available 24-7 and you don't even have enough time for your marriage or yourself. You're, you're losing your peace and your joy because you don't have proper, established, healthy boundaries in place. See, gates are a little bit different. Gates are the entry points into our lives. Gates are how we let stuff into our world. The gates are our eyes, our ears, our mouth. That's, that's how we let stuff in. What do I allow in and out of these gates? What's going in and what's coming out? Because what I see, what I say, and what I hear... It matters. It really matters. There are shows, movies, podcasts, uh, books, Instagram accounts. There's a lot of stuff that I don't do because I'm protecting. I've got solid gates. 
I've got gates in my world. And this Instagram account comes in front of me as a sponsored post and I'm like, nope. I'm not even hanging around for that image to embed on my eyes long enough for me to factor that into my world. Just like, nope, see you later. This random Insta account follows me, block, goodbye. This movie comes on and I go, this could be really, really good for my flesh, but nope, I'm, I'm closing the gate. The gate is not open to you, I'm sorry, right? Because not everything is helpful. Not everything is beneficial. Not everything is going gonna, is gonna to support the values of the kingdom. Not everything is going to benefit your inner world. I was, um, you know, you're like these comedians come up on Netflix and I'm like, yeah, let's watch this guy. I always check the rating. Okay, check the rating, people. It's going to help your life. You know, <laughs> we went to a movie once and we didn't check the rating. We we're like, oh, this looks pretty fun. Nope. Should have walked out after about five minutes. Anyway, this comedian, I'm watching this comedian. It's M-rated. That fits my bill, fits my description as to what comedians I can watch on. I've had some bad experiences, so I dropped the rating to M. No worries. Watching this M guy, and he's hilarious. And I'm like, this is so good. Loving this guy. And then he starts getting a little bit edgy. And I'm like, who checked the rating on this? And I'm like, yep, it's M. Who set the rating on this? And he's saying a few things and he's doing some stuff on stage. And for the next three days, this stuff's rattling around in my head because you can't unsee something and you can't unhear something. And so, the, and I found my peace and my joy is being ripped out because I opened the gate to something that it should have been shut to. How are your walls and your gates? Do you have appropriate boundaries? Do you know when to say no? Do you know what to do when something bad happens? Right? Second point and last point is that we build better walls and gates together. You're like, how the heck does this relate to vision? Let me get there. We build better walls and gates together. See, like, I can work out my own stuff, and it's my responsibility to work out my own stuff, right? It's your responsibility to work out your own stuff. No one's going to build a wall for you. No one's going to establish and construct that gate, that fresh gate for you, that gate in front of your eyes, that gate in front of, you, like, in front of your ears, that gate in front of your mouth. No one's going to do it for you. It is your responsibility, but it is also your responsibility not to do it by yourself, It's your responsibility not to build your walls or your gates solo. The more I'm invested in my community, right? The more I'm, in, the more I'm, the more I'm leaning in, right? The more I'm here, the more, I'm, the more I turn up at V Group, the more I rock up, the more I invite people around, the more I hang around after service and come early and chat with people and have conversation and have relationship with people, the more I'm gleaning from everybody else. The more I'm going, oh, wow, that's, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't say that to my wife or, oh, wow, that's a good way to treat my kids or, oh, wow, that's a good revelation of God or, oh, wow, that's cool. Oh, my goodness, that's a great, that's a great revelation. Never thought of things like that. Oh, that's a good perspective. Yep, not going to do that. Yep, definitely going to do that. 
The more I'm in community, the more I'm gleaning from community, right? Proverbs 27, 17. It's, it's, it's this old chestnut. Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another, as one person sharpens another. That's, what, that's how it works. That's how community works. You ever come into contact with a jerk Christian? A jerk Christian? Not, not, in, not in this building. Of course not. You know, just like a, a I'm just going to call them jerk Christians. Like they might believe some of the right stuff, but they're not, really, they're not really relating to the Father. I wouldn't say that they have the Father's love going on. You know, like they, 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 they should be in community more often because they need the, like the, to shave a bit of religion off, to shave some edges of harshness off. They need to be like loving people anyway, except they're just going to declare truth without the love. Well, Jesus came full of grace and full of truth, right? John 1.14, look it up. There are, like, there are certain conversations that if you have them with me, I'm going to correct you in love. There are certain, you know, certain opinions that if you have, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You come to my V group and it, 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 uh, it'll get robust, but it'll be, it'll be doused in love. Right? That's what it should be like. V group leaders, that's what it should be like. We should, we should be able to have the tough conversations. We should be able to have these robust discussions where, where revelations that are way out there and kind of, you know, losing their biblical authenticity need to be reined in a little bit. Where this prophetic thing that someone got, whoa, this was so prophetic and I'm feeling it, guys. Yeah, yeah, let's rein that sucker in, all right? Let's rein that in and let's, let's you know, where, 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 where religion gets shaved off and, and, and love without boundaries gets brought back in. Where we become healthier together, right? Like walls are built one brick at a time. Every, every single week, you just keep turning up. You just keep rocking up. You got some space in your week? Let's invite those guys over for dinner. Awesome, let's do that. And then you have more conversations. And your, and your walls are being established. Healthy boundaries are being established. Your gates are being established because we're gleaning from each other. Because I don't just have to work this out as a solo experience. If it was like that, we wouldn't even need the church. We wouldn't need each other. And I could just go and live in a cave and fulfill my calling. But that's not how it works. I'm a, I'm a hundred times better with you than I am without you. Right? So uh, in Nehemiah, they, they start to rebuild. He's got like so many teams rebuilding and it's awesome. Is that my time for like the whole time or have I got time after that time? That's like the whole time. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Great. <laughs> That's okay. I can wrap this up. We're good. Uh, Nehemiah 3, the, there's teams that are, that are right around the city and they're rebuilding. And I'm in, I'm in verse 14. You're going to love this. The dung gate. The dung gate was repaired by Malkijah, son of Rechab, ruler of the district of Beth Hakaram. He rebuilt it with his team 
and put its doors with their bolts and bars in place. I love this. There's like all these, all these gates are being rebuilt. There's the fish gate, the fountain gate, the horse gate, the water gate. And there's like so many teams that are reestablishing the walls of Jerusalem. But here you got the dung gate. Everyone's got a dung gate. Everyone's got a gate where you let too much in. Too much crap comes in. Too much, you gotta, you got to learn how to shut that gate, rebuild that gate, establish that gate. Too many calories. Too much negativity. Too many bad Instagram accounts that are not good for your soul. You're right? you got to reestablish the dung gate. No more poo is coming in. No more. We are reestablishing the dung gate. No more MA movies with sexual references. I'm preaching to some people here and to myself. Right? Watch what you watch. You can't unsee stuff. I love that they're building these gates and walls together. So good. We just find that things shift when we're together. We, we, we find that we, we see. We find that things are clarified and defined when we're together. Like, like what is right in this situation becomes clear. I, I, I glean wisdom from you as I talk to you. There's this communal sharing of not just, not just truth, but wisdom from heaven. There's life. What the heck should I do in this situation? Oh, I got no idea. Talk to that guy. There's this, there's this, we're in this together. You're not doing life by yourself. You're, you're here. We're together. You're not solo. You're not, you're not, don't push people away. Invite people into your world. Do life with each other. Transformation is what we're, it's, it's what this whole thing's about. It's transformation of the human heart, transformation of our lives. And transformation happens best in community because love is the foundation for permission to change. All right? Love gives me permission to change. Things are defined better for us. I get lovingly corrected. It's okay for someone to correct you, all right? Just correct them back. <laughs> get a bit robust. If someone corrects you, just be like, don't get all offended. Just, you know, just come back at them. Oh, really? Well, you know, like, and you go to, I mean, Todd and I have had some superb conversations some superb conversations over coffee where he'll be like, oh, what about this? And Kale, yeah, we've had some chats. And I'll be like, uh, I don't really see it like that, mate. And he's like, oh, right, eh? Okay, I was kind of expecting you to agree with me right then. Um, yeah, this is how I see it. Fair call. Fair call. No worries. Take that on board. Not going back to that church. Uh. <laughs> you know? 
It's okay if it's undergirded by love to have a robust discussion where it gets a little bit fiery, right? It's okay. Don't get offended. Just be, just be happy because that's the place where wisdom flows. That's the place where we go, oh, I'm getting unhealthy. Let's get back into a place of health, right? There's love enables us to pull back into those, those spaces of health when we're getting a bit tangential. We're like, oh, yes, and I, oh, I'm reading about the 144,000 and blah, 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 and look at all this. And I reckon if we get to 144 people in our church, it's going to be just the right number, <laughs> right? Let's pull that one in. Yeah. yeah. We learn what is good. We learn what is healthy for us. Here's the, here's the thing. I'm going to finish with this so we can pray. To rebuild walls, I need three things. I need revelation. I need wisdom. And I need courage. And all those things happen better together. All those things happen better when I'm with others. I get better revelation. I get more wisdom. And I get courage when I'm with you. Right, And to rebuild gates, I need three things. I need understanding, I need awareness, and I need accountability. And those three things happen better when I'm with you. They happen better when I'm in community, not when I'm by myself. I can't be accountable to myself. I need to be accountable to another human being who has my best interests at heart. So when I'm struggling, I need to rebuild a gate. And that gate needs to have a person helping me to man the gate. Right? Nehemiah, after a while, said, okay, let's get these gates manned. Let's put man on every single gate, 24-7, round the clock, manning of all these gates. So we, we're aware of what's coming in and we're aware of what's going out. You've got to man your gates. And we do that like when we do V group together. V groups are like these micro microcosms, these little micro communities. You might come to a church service like this and you're like, I don't know anyone. That's okay, get into a group. You get into a group and you'll know people. And it'll be like, awesome. And now I've got friends. And now, now I feel like I'm part of what's happening here, you know? And then in those, in those micro communities, I get micro adjusted all the time. I'm always getting adjusted. Oh, I wouldn't have thought about it like that before. Whoa, okay, good point, good point. And I'm, I'm gleaning and I'm learning and I'm growing. I'm getting wisdom from you. I'm, as you're getting stuff from me, I'm getting stuff from you. That's a powerful thing. And then in these micro communities where I'm being micro adjusted, the value of micro habits is so powerful because I'm with people who are reading the Word, they're going to church when they don't want to, they're, they're, they're listening to God, they're praying in the car. These people have got these micro habits really working well for them. It's powerful. It's not really about just the macro. It's about how am I dealing with it on a micro level in my micro community, and we call them V-groups. And you've got to be in one. I don't want to be in a V-group. Be in a V-group. It's, it's, it's good for you. And it's good for the people who are going to turn up and sit next to you. Because they're going to glean from you and you're going to glean from them and together we'll get there. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.